This week, I'm going to talk about my own personal journey of getting out of about $30,000 worth of debt in only six months because of my freelance side hustle and how you can do the same. Are you ready? Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Self-Made Web Designer Podcast. It's been an exciting week. Just this last week, we crossed the 1,000 download per week threshold. And that is just an awesome, awesome thing. It's awesome because that means you guys are listening, you're telling friends about it, and it, it it makes me feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. I gotta tell you, I love doing this podcast, and I love the fact that you're here with me week in and week out, putting up with crazy annex and hopefully getting something out of it. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the Self-Made Web Designer Podcast and then go on to tell some friends about it. It can be like one big group hug of people just listening to the same podcast, sharing the same experience and becoming self-made web designers. Hey, this week is a special episode because I'm, I'm going to get a little bit personal. We're, we're going to talk about some debt that my wife and I got into and then how we crawled out of it with a web design side hustle. It took a lot of work. It took some intentionality, but we did it. And it only took us six months because the truth is, if you get focused on your web design side hustle or any freelance side hustle for that matter, and you get focused on paying off your debt, it will be gone before you know it, no matter how big that debt is. So I hope this episode is encouraging to you and it gives you some practical steps to conquer the debt monsters in your life. Are you ready? Let's dive in. There's over $27 trillion worth of debt from personal and private loans in the U.S. alone. Think about that number. It is staggering. So suffice it to say, if you're listening to this, you probably can relate to having a little bit of debt in your life or maybe a lot of debt. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're a crazy spender. By all accounts, it means that you're probably pretty normal. My wife and I were the same way. We weren't crazy spenders. We didn't go out and buy boats or new vehicles or whatever on a whim. No, we liked crazy frugal things. My wife likes the 99-cent milkshakes from Wendy's, and I like the dollar menu from Taco Bell. You know, like, <laughs> we're not crazy, extravagant folks. But what I found and what you probably have come to realize is that you don't get out of debt by accident. In fact, I've never met anybody who's told me, you know, one day I just woke up and I didn't have any more debt. My student loans were gone. No, in fact, it's the opposite direction. You wake up one day and you look at your account and you're like, oh my gosh, I've got all of this money going to things that I bought in the past, but I didn't have the finances to pay for right away. And here's the here's the real truth about debt. It is the biggest hurdle 
to realizing your financial goals over and above everything else, over and above your income, over and above your spending habits. If all that you make from the stuff that you do for work is coming into your account and then going out because of the debt that you have, it's going to be really tough to do things like save up for a vacation or help your kids with their college or save for retirement or buy a bigger house. So one of the best things that you can do with your finances is figure out a way to get out of debt. My wife and I, when we first started dating, we knew that that's what we wanted to do when we got married. We had goals, we had dreams, we had visions for what our family would look like and what our finances would look like. So we knew early on that this is something that we wanted to spend a good amount of effort towards taking care of. And we thought that it was gonna take us about 12 months, but lo and behold, six months into our marriage, and through a lot of side hustling and a lot of effort, we looked at our bank account, we looked at how much was left on our loans, and we realized we could pay it off and we'd be okay. But it took some very intentional steps to get there along the way. And that's what I want to talk about with you, because I want you to realize that sense of relief that I felt when my wife hit the submit button and we knew that all of our student loans were gone, that our car payments were gone, and that we were going to be able to spend and save a lot more on things that we wanted to spend and save for in the moment. The first thing that we had to do was start with a plan. And there's three things that you want to create a plan with. The first one is your personal budget. And here's, here's just the reality. No matter how much money you make in your full-time job or with your side hustle, if you're not budgeting carefully, it will never feel like enough. Tell me if this feels true to you like it did to me. Think of the first job that you got, that first salaried position. Like you probably felt like it was a, an awesome amount of money coming straight out of college or wherever you were coming from. It, it probably felt pretty good and you felt like you had more than enough to live off of and be happy. But a few months go by and all of a sudden it starts to feel like maybe you could use a little bit more. And then maybe a year or a year and a half goes by and all of a sudden you start thinking, man, I've really got to have just a little bit more money. If I could make just X amount of dollars more, then I would be set. And then something comes along like a raise or a new job and you get that little bit of extra money. And so you start thinking, woohoo, this feels great. I've got the money that I was thinking would be enough to feel really good with. And so I should be set. But what happens is a little bit of time goes by and you start to get used to that level of living. And then it starts to feel less and less like that amount of money is good enough for you to live on. And here's the thing. This is a cycle that will continue to happen no matter how much money you make if you don't budget. Like Dave Ramsey says, budgeting is like giving yourself a raise because you know where your money is going and you are making definitive decisions about every single purchase. So sit down, write out all of your expenses, 
that you have to take care of first. We're talking about rent. We're talking about electricity. We're talking about stuff like gas and taking care of your vehicle. Then you go on to the next phase. This is stuff that would kind of be nice to have. So the occasional cup of coffee from Starbucks, that kind of stuff. And you look at how much money is coming in and what you can allocate it to. And you want to have what's called a zero dollar budget. That means that every single dollar that you make is intentionally going to something in your budget. And when you're paying off debt, you want to be a little bit restrictive, as restrictive as you possibly can be. And there's a balance here in the middle of this because you don't want to be so restrictive that all of a sudden you find yourself splurging on things and it knocks your budget off kilter, right? You want to be realistic, but at the same time, you want to keep it as tight as possible so that you have extra money left over every month to be able to knock down that debt. So create a budget, start with a plan, create a budget. A great app that I use for my budgeting that I have used for years is called, of all things, You Need a Budget. They've got a great system for budgeting and I would highly encourage you to check it out. Then after you've got a budget in place, it's time to make some tangible goals. I am admittedly a bit of a goal nerd. In fact, I did an entire podcast on how to set and crush your freelance goals in the new year. And so something that I've learned that has been true for me on every single goal that I've made is that if you want to actually accomplish that goal, you've got to be super specific about what you're trying to accomplish and how it's going to happen. If your goal doesn't have tangible things in place, like mile markers and dates, then it's not a goal, it's just a dream, okay? And it's probably not going to happen. So let's talk about how to make some tangible mile markers and goals for you getting out of debt. You've gotta start with how much money is left over each month from the full-time job that you've got, and the budget that you've created. That's called disposable income. So after all of your bills are paid, after groceries are taken care of, how much money is left over? Then you take the total amount of debt that you have, and you divide that by how much money is left over. So if you've got something like $20,000 worth of debt, and you've got about $500 left over every month from your budget, that would mean it'll take about 40 months or a little bit over three years to get out of debt. Not super exciting, but here's where the secret sauce comes in. Here's where you add the freelance side hustle. And this is exactly what my wife and I did. We only had about 500 extra dollars a month from both of our full-time jobs to be able to pay down our debt. And we, we, we worked for nonprofits. We were in ministry. We didn't sign up for those jobs to make a lot of money. And we realized that it, it wasn't something that was going to happen from the full-time jobs that we had. And so that's when we said, okay, let's lean on this web design side hustle. So let's say you make about $2,000 per web design project. If you choose to do one project a month, you add $2,000 to that $500 that's left over from your full-time job at the disposable income that you have. So you take that 2,500 put together, and now you divide that in to your debt. So 20,000 
divided by 2,500 would be about eight months. If that were you, if, if that's the amount of money that you make per website and the disposable income that you have and, and the exact amount of debt that you have, it would mean that it'd probably take about 12 months for you to get out of debt. And I know on paper it's less, but you've got to consider taxes that are coming out of your web design side hustle as well. From whatever projects that you're doing, you've got to set aside anywhere from 20 to 25% depending on how much money you make. So we'll round up and say that given that circumstance, it'll take about a year. So the calculation is how much debt you have divided by what's left over from your budget and what you add to that budget from your side hustle. And that will be how many months it takes you to get out of debt. And listen, this might seem complicated, but it's actually really easy. And I guarantee you that if you spend the time to actually work out what this would look like and how much time it's going to take, this goal of getting out of debt is going to be a lot more realistic because inevitably when you're doing something that's this difficult, it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of effort. You're going to get discouraged along the way. If you don't have some real mile markers that you see happening, it's going to be really easy for you to give up altogether and to lose out on the goal. So what did all this look like for me and my wife? We had about $30,000 worth of debt that we had together, and that was student loans and that was car debt. We also had about $20,000 that we knew we needed to save up for our wedding, so altogether, that was about $50,000 that we knew we needed to make. One of the things that we did to increase the pace of getting out of debt for us was we actually sold one of our vehicles, the vehicle that had the loan on it. We sold it to knock that down. So that took off about $13,000 worth of the debt that we were trying to get rid of. After we sold off the car, that put us about $37,000 of money that we needed to save up both for our wedding and for getting out of debt. I make about $5,000 per website, and it takes me anywhere from one to two months to get a project finished, depending on how big it is and how easy a client is to interact with. So 5K per website every two months meant six websites or 12 months for us to get out of debt with the $500 of budget that we had left over from our full-time jobs and from the side hustle that I was doing. So that is how we did it. It was 100% clear and 100% doable. You've got to make a solid game plan like this if you're going to see this thing through. And I knew with every website that I built, I was one-sixth of the way closer to getting out of debt and reaching that goal. So after you've settled your budget and after you've made some real clear and tangible mile markers and a game plan for how you're going to get out of debt with your side hustle, now you've got to set some clear expectations for yourself or if you live in a family, you've got to set expectations for how the family dynamic should work. And, and this should be obvious, but... Here's the truth. If you're going to spend more time on one thing, 
you're going to have less time for other things. That seems pretty reasonable, but for some reason, like I tend to trick myself, and you're probably this way too, we tend to trick ourselves into thinking we can add something to our schedule, but still maintain everything else that's happening in our already busy lives. If you're going to put more effort into getting out of debt in this season, you're not going to have time for the other things that you've been doing up until this point. So if you're single, it might mean that you've got to go out with your friends less, or maybe it means you don't keep on top of the laundry or on top of the dishes or on top of whatever else is needing to be done in your life as much as you would have. But repeat after me, this is only for a season. When you get out of this season, you can make more time and more room for all of those things. If you're in a family, you have to have some other conversations with the folks that are in your family about responsibilities and roles. So for my wife and I, we realized if I was going to make extra money on the side hustle, I was going to have to do less when it comes to responsibilities around the house. So my wife decided that she was going to start picking up our kids from school every day and that she was going to let me have some dedicated time to go over the things that I needed to go over to make sure that I was making money and progressing on my website projects that I was working on so that we could get out of debt more quickly. Here's the key, especially if you're married. If your spouse is not on board with this game plan, it's not going to happen. You, you can't do this on your own. It's, it's something that's going to take effort from both sides of the relationship, whether your, your spouse is also working on their own side hustle or not. And so you've got to have real clear communication and set some realistic expectations for one another so that this is successful. And if you want help with that, I want to encourage you to listen to my podcast on how my wife and I have a healthy relationship and also some pretty demanding side hustles. Okay, so that's the first thing. You start with a plan. The second thing is that you get organized. Knowing that most of my free time would be devoted to web design, I needed to be as organized as possible. And we still do this today. My wife and I share an Apple calendar and we map out our day, including what we are going to be doing with the kids. And we talk about our schedules on a weekly basis. We, we even schedule time in our schedule. We plan, we schedule a meeting every week where we're talking about our calendar. And we also talk about how we divide our days in every other area of our lives. And we call that our ideal week. We actually make a Google sheet that we share with one another so that we can see what each other is doing and how we might either be able to support the other person or to make sure that we know what's going on so to know what we can expect from one another. She knows exactly when I'm planning on working on web design and exactly when I'm working around the house or playing with the kids. And if she feels like I'm working too much, she can tell me and I'll adjust that and vice versa. And for those of you who are free-spirited folks like myself, this, this might seem like torture. Like, ugh, you're telling me I've got to create a minute-by-minute -minute schedule for everything that I'm doing and share that with my family on a weekly basis. And, and I get that. It's, it's not fun. It's not even natural. But here's what I found. After you've put the work in to be more organized, 
it's actually more freeing in the long run because then you can set up some time for non-scheduled time. And we even have that in our relationship. We have that in our calendar where we just get away individually or maybe together every once in a while to kind of refocus and to be re-centered or reconnect as a couple. But we wouldn't be able to do that if it weren't for working diligently on our calendar. Another thing that you want to get organized with is how you're working with clients and how you're finishing projects. So my suggestion would be to map out each stage of your project and the timelines that each of those stages get. How you set this up is really dependent upon how you work. Here's how it works for me. Week one is all discovery and research. I'm talking to the client. I'm asking questions. I'm sending them over questionnaires and things that they can do to help me figure out how not to waste both of our time with trying to figure out what works best for them. Week two is when I build a wireframe and talk about design motifs or maybe some themes or templates that might work really well for them. Week three and four is building mock-ups or putting those mock-ups into uh, a, a WordPress template or making changes. Week five and six is revisions. So I send the site to them, they tell me things that need to be changed and I adjust them. Week seven is prep or pre-launch. And this is when I start doing some QA, some quality assurance. I'm testing the responsiveness of the website. I'm looking at it on mobile and tablet views and all sorts of sizes of desktops. I'm checking the functionality. I'm checking to make sure that no images are out of whack or there's any misspelled words or any poor grammar. I'm going through all of the details. And then finally, week eight is launch time. And Having that schedule really helps me to stay focused and stay organized because time is money, especially when you're trying to get out of debt. The longer it takes you, the less motivated you are to keep going. So be organized both in your life, with your schedule, and with the clients that you're working with. Number three, don't just work. Remember, in the midst of this, you can't just build websites or work on projects. You, you have to find projects as you go along. So I knew I needed six websites. So if I just worked to the finish on the first one as fast as I could without looking for another project in the middle of that, I would come out of that project and have nothing to keep going. So you've got to be sure to bake time in to your projects for looking for the next thing down the road. And this is something I'm finding from a lot of freelance designers that they struggle with. The problem with this is that it creates a feast or famine work system and doing it this way can really inhibit you from actually making it to the goal line and getting out of debt. So take time every single project to be looking for that next thing coming up. Number four, and finally, stay focused. Stay the course. Don't give up. I see this with a lot of folks who are trying to break into the web design field. They see the opportunity and they get really excited 
for about a month, they're going super strong. Then they reach a point of frustration. And it can come from a lot of different things. It can come from sheer exhaustion. It can come from another opportunity that pops up. It can come from not understanding or having a squirrel mindset where you're like, oh my gosh, look at that next thing that just popped up. I'm I'm this way to the nth degree. Every week, I've got about 10 ideas that I come up with that I try to pitch to my wife, and she helps to balance me out to keep going on the things that I've already committed to. But especially when you're getting out of debt, you want to make sure that you start off knowing that you're going to reach a point when you get discouraged. There's that tipping point, that pivotal moment where you ask yourself, am I really going to keep going? Is this really worth it? Is the late night and sleepy morning worth me figuring out a way to get out of debt? And I can tell you from my own experience, it definitely is, my friends. So, in order to kind of stay focused and stay on course, you've got to do a few things. The first thing that you've got to do is to create some mile markers, some some physical, visual, tangible things that you can do that will help you along the way. So for instance, something that we do as a family when we're trying to hit a goal is we create a goal thermometer. And you've seen the images before where somebody's trying to raise money for some type of nonprofit campaign. If they're trying to make X amount of dollars, you see this big thermometer. As more and more people give, that thermometer gets more and more full. This can be something that's encouraging. It might seem silly, but when you've got this big ethereal idea of getting out of debt, sometimes having that visual in place can be super motivating. Another thing that you can do is put little bitty celebrations along the way. So after every project is completed, for instance, with your side hustle, going out to ice cream as a family or doing something that's extra special that you don't normally do in your day to day. And obviously this can't be extravagant because again, you're trying to get out of debt. So you don't want to go into more debt from doing these little celebrations, but doing something like having a nice dinner out to eat every once in a while after you've finished a project can certainly help you and keep you motivated in the midst of it. You might even want to bake that into your timeline that you've created for yourself. All of this stuff might seem silly, but listen, I guarantee you it has helped me along the way in the things that I've done, and I know that it can help you. Whatever you do, don't get discouraged, don't lose focus, stay the course, and keep going. Well, no matter where you find yourself as a freelancer or what kind of debt you find yourself in, I want to encourage you that you can get out of it and you can have a thriving side hustle as well. I've said it before. I'll say it again. There's nothing special about me or my family and how we got out of debt. I know plenty of people who have done the same thing and you can too. All you've got to do is start with a plan, get on a budget, be intentional about what you're going to do and not do the expectations that you're setting. Get organized with your schedule and with your clients. You've got to make sure that you don't just work, but you're looking for future projects. And finally, stay focused. Be encouraged, folks. It is possible. Well, next week, we've got another awesome episode coming up. I can't wait for you to hear it. Be sure to stay up with me midnight Wednesday morning. It's going to be fantastic. And don't forget, if you don't quit, 
you win. <laughs>